Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. Hey guys, I'm very excited for another episode of the show about science. This is your host, Babe. Today is going to be my first in-person interview. Today I'm going to be interviewing Mikey Bustos head-to-head. You might know him from his channel, Ants Canada. And if you don't, I really recommend searching it on YouTube. So, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, sure. I am Mikey Bustos. I'm originally from Canada, but I recently moved to the Philippines just maybe five years ago. And I run the YouTube channel Ants Canada, which is all about ants. So, Mikey, what is your favorite topic that you've done on your ant channel? Well, first of all, I must say I am so impressed that you have your own podcast, sir. Thank you for having me here. But to answer your question, I really love doing the videos where I'm feeding my ants, where I'm talking about how ants eat. That really is my favorite thing to show on my channel because people love to watch ants eat for some reason. I don't know why. I love the caramel chocolate video. You like that video? Yeah, (laughs) apparently ants have a sweet tooth too, just like us humans. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a sweet mandible. Maybe. Wow, I'm so impressed by you. You call it mandible. (laughs) Yes, they probably do have a sweet mandible. So can you explain what a mandible is? Yes, okay, sure. Well, ants, they do have a mouth, but it's different from, say, a human mouth. They've got mandibles, which are kind of like two chompers that move side to side. Unlike us humans that have upper teeth and bottom teeth that move up and down, ants have mandibles which move side to side and they clamp. And then there are special ants with very sharp mandibles and very powerful mandibles. And these are called majors. They're larger ants. And some species of ants don't have majors, but some do. So how do you know an ant is a queen and not a major? Well, yeah, that's a very good question, Nate. And a lot of times people get them confused because they're both big. I actually have a video about this. You can tell a queen is a queen ant by looking at her thorax. That's the middle part of her body. And they have wing scars. You'll see scars, these little kind of like little stubs that used to be wings of the queen. And after they mate, they break off the wings, but the scars stay there. So that's how I tell that a queen is a queen ant. I look for those little scars. So you can also catch 
a queen if she still has her wings on. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct, Nick. You really do watch the videos. I'm so impressed. Yeah, you can you can catch them if they still have their wings because sometimes, for whatever reason, some queens after they mate they choose to keep their wings on, kind of like a cape. They keep them on for their whole life, and they still manage to have a colony even with their wings. So yes, for those of you who are looking for queen ants. Catch them, even though they have wings, because they might just give you a colony. When do the ants start to hibernate? Well, actually, I was trying to look around at some of the ants when I just landed here this morning in Chicago, but it looks like they're starting to hibernate now. I don't see any ants anywhere. So they're probably in their nests, kind of not moving, not eating. They're just going to hibernate from now up until spring, which is around March. So they're probably sleeping now. So they're usually around October, November. That's when they go into hibernation. So on mm-hmm. Halloween, are the ants really scared because everybody's stomping around? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Well, I I'm not sure. Maybe they they are afraid of. People who are dressed around like witches and goblins and people who are stomping around. Well, ants actually are very adapted at predators that come around and larger creatures that stomp around their area. They just go deep in the ground and they're protected from all of this action outside. And some ants, when they feel a stomp on the ground, they go deeper into their nest for protection and they bring the queen deeper. So maybe that's what they're doing when everyone's going around trick-or-treating. Okay. How do all of the ants respond to global warming? Oh, that's a good question, Nate. Well, you know, global warming is affecting so many things in this world, and I bet they are even affecting the ants. And for one thing, I know global warming is changing the nuptial flight schedules of a lot of the species. Like when I was growing up, when I was your age, Laceus uh, used to fly around August, September, around that time. But now they're starting to fly as late as October. And in some places, some ants fly in November, which is very strange. So the ants are responding to this weather change. Now that it's warmer and colder at certain times, it's affecting their schedules and their mating schedules. So it's really interesting. So this is a question I've been wearing since I was three. Oh, wow. Years ago, clearly. Yeah, would an (laughs) ant think gold is precious like us? Oh, would they think it's precious? I'm not too sure. I don't think ants use gold like we humans do. I'm sure there are ants in this world that have dug and found gold. (laughs) And to them, it's just kind of any ordinary rock. Um, I think ants have their priorities in different places than we humans do. So I would bet no. I don't think they care about money and all of these other kind of worldly things that humans care about. Ants are kind of of have their set priorities that they've had for millions of years. And again, they survived past the dinosaurs, which is amazing. Can you believe that? They survived the mass extinction of the Cretaceous period. So they have it all figured out. They know what their priorities are. And I I feel like we humans have a lot to learn from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Can ants climb trees and leaves? Yes, Nate. Ants do climb trees and leaves. They have special hooks on their feet, 
and they're very adapted for climbing things and for hanging upside down. And there are some ants that are really specialized for living in trees, like weaver ants, Ecophila smaragdina. They live completely in the trees. They weave leaves together and they glue them together using the larvae silk. And so they need to be able to stick onto leaves. And actually, if you come to the Philippines and you try picking one off a leaf, it's kind of hard because they have little sticky little pads on their feet, which uh, are adapted for helping them climb and live in the trees. I saw that episode. You did? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so fun. This yeah. is so great. So I just want you to know this. Right now in my school, we are learning about ants. Awesome. I recommended your channel to my teacher. Oh, well, thank you very much, Nate. I appreciate that very much. And we now know that ants have two stomachs. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, ants have two stomachs. They have their own stomach, which they use to digest food. And then they've got a personal stomach, which is kind of like a sharing lunchbox, which they can, you know, move food around the colony. And it, I wish we had two stomachs, personally. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite ant? My favorite ant? Yes. Or do you have a favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Tetramoram species E. Awesome. I cannot believe I'm hearing a five-year-old say Tetramorium species E. That is amazing. Six. What was that? Six. My bad. It's okay. I'm years. I, I'm way off. <laughs> <laughs> too cool. Yes, Tetramorium species E is one of my favorites too for ant keeping. And you know what? If you manage to catch a Tetramorium species E queen, I will send you a free formicarium for them. So that you can house that species. And you know, they, they're so fast growing and they're everywhere. I was just in New York and I saw a Tetramorium species E um, in a park. So I'm looking forward to maybe finding them here, but it looks like they might be sleeping. We'll see. I'll continue looking. I'm probably going to go to New York now. Oh yeah, I think you totally should. The ants are waiting for you there. <laughs> yeah. Gabba has to been like, just go to New York. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I find that so funny. It's so cool to see ant keepers your age, age of six. It's very, it's very assuring to me that the next generation will care about ants. Can you tell us what a formicarium is? Yes, a formicarium is the technical term for an ant farm. So basically it's any setup that is used to house ants. Yeah, so how do ants help the environment by creating new soil. Yes, ants are very important for the environment, for soil. You know, ants are so important at moving soil around. Soil from the bottom goes to the top. It's good for soil circulation. And also, ants are very important decomposers in this world. So they'll come across a carcass, like a small baby bird, for instance, and I've seen ants just all over baby birds, just eating them and kind of breaking them down. Um, ants are also very important predators in a lot of places in the world. And I happen to have a fire ant colony in the Philippines. They're called Solenopsis geminata, and they are such powerful predators. They'll eat any creature that comes their way. And in Africa, they have driver ants, which are very important predators. South America, they have army ants, which are also very important predators in their ecosystem. So that's how they help the environment. They are also important pollinators in a lot of places in the world. 
So they'll help pollinate plants and these plants will eventually bear fruit thanks to insects like ants and bees and butterflies and insects like that. So how is the Synopsis Geminata colony doing with space? You mean, uh, are they running out of space? Uh, yes, actually. And you know what? Before I left my home in Manila, Philippines, I made sure to give them a new outworld so that they could move in. And, you know, I'm going to be gone there for almost uh, three and a half weeks. I'll be gone. So I am hoping that I've given them enough space while I'm gone. Thankfully, I have someone taking care of them while I'm gone because I'm just afraid that I'll return and these ants will be all over my house. <laughs> The colony will just be so big and they'll be boiling out of the setup. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I gave them enough space. <laughs> or they get a mutation and they can now cut through metal. Oh, no. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen either. Uh, for the sake of my other animals as well. <laughs> so funny. Thank you for being on my show. You know what, Nate? It is a pleasure to be on your show. I can't wait for it to go up because I want everyone who follows Ants Canada to hear how amazing you are in the world of science and in the world of podcasts. So thank you for having me. And for all of you guys out there, be sure to follow us on Ants Canada uh, on YouTube and check out our ant shop at antscanada.com. So there you have it, folks. The Showbot Science is complete. Dad, you can shut the recording off. For the newest episodes of The Showbot Science, download the PIN app or go to pinna.fm slash promo. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.